welcome to another episode on Let's Talk About Us with Uche. As usual, thank you very much for everyone who's been supporting. If you're new to my podcast, please make sure to download, subscribe, share with your friends and family. If you're new to my YouTube channel, please make sure to also subscribe and hit that bell notification so that anytime I upload a video, you'll be the very first to be notified. So about a week or two weeks ago, I met an episode where I was basically calling out black Americans, you know, black people in America, specifically black people in America whose ancestors came down to America through slave ships and basically challenging them to do better. In that episode, I was basically saying that as a black American, if you're black and you're American, you have American citizenship, you are the most privileged black person on the planet because your history is so unique. Your history, in addition to the word power presence of America or American citizenship combined together, that makes you the most privileged black person in the world. I was basically challenging black Americans to utilize and harness that privilege to change their narrative. I'm going to attach a link down below. So if you haven't watched it, please make sure to tune in. I think it's very, it's a very informative episode. It definitely it came from my heart. It came from my soul. I know a lot of things that I said in that podcast episode could be controversial, but the truth is this was just coming from my soul. So like I mentioned in that episode to all the black men and black women in America who are busting their asses and working hard and persevering and not conforming to the white supremacist status quo. Thank you very much. I genuinely do appreciate you. White America may not necessarily recognize you. The word may not necessarily recognize you. And by white America, I'm talking specifically the white supremacists who stereotype black people to be losers and who continue to create spaces for black people to remain in perpetual bottomness, if that's even a word. So yes, to every single black man and black woman in America or anywhere really, but because I live in America, I'm just going to focus specifically on black Americans right now. But all the black people in the world who are busting their asses, black men, black women who are going to school, who are persevering, who are getting mental health help, black men and black women who just don't quit, who are resilient. Thank you very much for not maintaining and perpetuating a loser mentality that has been imposed on our people for such a long time. Thank you very much. So that episode is basically challenging the other black Americans who keep drowning in perpetual slave mentality, pity party, who thinks that anybody, everybody and anybody owes them something, who thinks white America owes them something. That was a message to those people specifically. So yes, I'm going to attach a link down below. If you haven't watched it, if you haven't listened to it, please tune in and listen to it. That was coming from my heart. I, I meant every single word that I said in that episode. And also a few months ago, I believe I made an episode where I talked about black reparations, where I challenged white America to give us a chance, black people a chance, because that is a reparation we need right now. White America still has a power. America is still a very white power nation, if you want to call it that. White people have the power. They've always had the power. And as of today, they do have the power. So they, they call the shots. And unfortunately, the opportunities that have been given to black people in America are based on stereotypes that have been imposed on us by colonial masters who went to Africa. Every stereotype black people have is basically something that has to do with sexuality, hypersexuality, anything that has to do with physical Physical, anything that has to do with entertainment and because of that white America has created opportunities based on that alone this is why black people black Americans specifically tend to excel the most in sports the most in entertainment even in pornography I, I mentioned pornography within pornography there is a huge demand for black men or black masculinity which perpetuates the idea of black men being sexualized as sexual beasts or sexual gods or whatever it is sexual freaks you know because this is how they see us and they create these opportunities solely based on these stereotypes so in that episode I was basically challenging white America to take a chance on us and give us opportunities to excel in other areas you know hire more black people in leadership positions and hire not just hire more black people hire intelligent black people too because a lot of times when white America hires black people they try to hire the ones who don't challenge them the ones who are not as smart who are not as bright to challenge them because that will be a threat to their white supremacy but again that's a whole nother conversation I mentioned a 
lot of that and more in that episode. Again, I'm going to attach a link down below for anyone who has not listened to it. Please tune in. Like I mentioned on that episode, it's unfortunate that a lot of times the only images we have of blackness on the media is just always something that has to do with sports or entertainment or rap or hip hop or whatever it is. And there's nothing wrong with those. There's absolutely nothing wrong with them. But the problem is that these are overly reinforced overly. And that's not to say that there's not, um, we don't have white people in entertainment, white people who play sports, uh, white people who rap, white people in porn or whatever it is. We have white people who do all those things. But the difference is that these white people have varieties. Flip the channel, you see a white man who's a CEO. Flip the channel, you see a white man who's a president of some top country. Flip the channel, you see a white man who has his own business. Flip the channel, you see a white man being marketed or a white person, a white woman being marketed as, as a standard of beauty, as a standard of class. Black people, we don't have that privilege. Because of this overly representation of black people in media as one particular image, a lot of black people, especially black kids, look up to these media outlets in an effort to find themselves and they reinforce and they perpetuate these monochromatic images into their lives. And I mentioned it's already bad enough that in a black American community, there's over 73% children born out of wedlock, which is a huge significant disparity compared to other races. So of course, a lot of the black kids from broken families are going to be looking up to the media thinking that that is a way of life. That is who you need to emulate. So, and that takes me to the point of today's episode. The point of today's episode is basically to show black people, black Americans specifically, but black people all over the world, really. Doesn't matter where you're listening from, where you're tuning in from, but just to show black people in general, again, specifically black Americans, that you don't have to be a media to be successful. You don't have to be a rapper to be successful. You don't have to play sports to be successful. You don't have to do anything that has to do with physical or selling your body to be successful. And there's nothing wrong with every single one of those things that I mentioned, but we have more. There's more for you, especially if you're a black person with a nationality from a first world country. You are definitely privileged. Just, you know, like if you're black in the UK or you're black in the, in, in the US or Canada or whatnot, you have way more to offer. You don't have to keep conforming to these monochromatic images. So I'm going to be listing a few influential black people who are not in the media, who have no affiliations or very little affiliations with entertainment. Uh, and they are very successful, very well educated and very rich, very wealthy. Their net worth are really large. The reason why I'm doing this is because they, these are the images that white America don't show you. Matter of fact, you have to go looking for these people in order for you to find them, as opposed to people in the entertainment that are constantly shown to us, you know, with the word success next to them. Mega Stallion, success. Beyonce, success. Nicki Minaj, success. Lil Wayne, success. You know, and there's nothing wrong with these people. They're entertainers and there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. But again, these are the images that white America only show you. So I'm going to be mentioning a few notable and very highly reputable, successful black people who are very educated, well-known, well-respected with high net worth. It is very important that I do mention that I'm getting this set of influential black people from diversity best practices. I'm going to also make sure to put the links down below for anybody who wants to read up more on these influential black men and women. Before I get started, I do want to give a quick shout out to KD Gents. Instagram handle is K-A-D-A-A-R-X. He's a brother that's been active on Instagram trying to promote black wellness in hopes to incite change within the black community. Again, his Instagram handle is K-A-D-A-A-R-X. Please follow him on Instagram and you will not be disappointed. But anyway, he did bring it to my attention that six young men that were connected to the protest in Ferguson, Missouri a few years ago have mysteriously died. There are reports saying that there's no evidence showing that there is any connection with the protest that broke out in Ferguson, Missouri following the shooting of 18-year-old Michael Brown in 2004. 
2014. Whether or not these men were targeted and murdered in connection to this protest or there it was just coincidence, nobody knows for sure. However, I do find it very interesting and very mysterious that all six one of these men who were vocal, who were active activists and had some type of connection to that Ferguson protest back in 2014, miraculously it just died. Their names are DeAndre Joshua. His body was found inside a burned car. Daryl Seal apparently also found inside a burning car. Marshawn McCarroll. Apparently, he committed suicide. They said the reports are saying that he shot himself in February 2016. Edward Crawford Jr. apparently also shot himself in May 2017. Dane Jones was found hanging from a tree in the yard. Bassem Mashra is a Palestinian American who was also very vocal and live streamed everything that happened during a Ferguson, Missouri demonstration. He was found unconscious and unresponsive on a bus. Like I said, there's no real evidence that there is any type of connection between the protests that happened in 2014 in Ferguson and the death of these six young men, but it's definitely got social media and the internet giving everything the side eye. Whether or not there is any type of relationship, I do also want to say that it's unfortunate that these young men are dead. Obviously, these are not the only young men, young black men that have lost their lives for speaking up for what they believe in and, and also trying to change the black narrative in America and also beyond these American walls. But this is a reminder of what we're fighting here. When we're fighting white supremacy in hopes to change the narrative for black people and not just in America but all around the world, you're definitely risking a lot. You're risking your freedom, you're risking your life, and you're risking the life of the people that you love. Unfortunately, these fine young men have lost their lives, but let this not distract anybody or deter anybody from fighting and standing for what they believe in. At the end of the day, we're all in this together. I honestly urge everybody to keep putting in work and keep challenging the narrative and keep pumping positivity and motivating our brothers and sisters to keep holding white supremacy accountable for all their bullshit and while we're doing that to keep challenging our brothers and sisters including ourselves within our communities to change our plight may these fine young men rest in peace i pray that their souls do find eternal peace and again shout out to kd gents instagram is k-a-d-a-a-r-x if you're not already following him please make sure to follow him on instagram so number one on our list is Dr. Shirley Ann Jackson. Dr. Shirley Ann Jackson is a theoretical physicist and she's been active since 1991. And she's also the first African-American woman to receive a doctorate from MIT and the first African-American woman to lead a top-ranked research university. The next on my list is Melvin L. Oliver. Melvin L. Oliver is the sixth president of Pfizer College, an award-winning professor, author, and noted expert on racial and urban inequality. And before joining Pfizer College, President Oliver served as the executive dean at the University of California, Santa Barbara's College of Letters and Sciences. And while serving at University of California, Santa Barbara, he promoted faculty diversity and championed increased access to underrepresented students at both undergraduate and graduate levels. The next on my list is Ayanna Presley. Ayanna Presley is an American politician who is the member of the United States House of Representatives from Massachusetts 7th Congressional District. Presley was also the first black woman elected to the Boston City Council and she's the first black woman elected to Congress from Massachusetts. Next on my list is Elhan Omar. Elhan Omar is a Somali-American politician serving as the U.S. representative for Minnesota's 5th Congressional District. In 2016, Omar was elected to the Minnesota House of Representatives, making her the first Somali-American elected to legislative office in the United States. She is also the first naturalized citizen from Africa and first Somali-American elected to United States Congress. She is one of the first two Muslim women elected to Congress and the first to wear a jihad. Omar is also the first woman of color to serve as a U.S. representative from Minnesota. 
Next on my list is Joseph D. Negus. Joseph D. Negus is an American politician and a member of the U.S. House of Representatives from Colorado's 2nd District. Negus won Colorado's 2nd Congressional District, becoming the first African-American U.S. Representative from Colorado. Next on the list are Ryan Williams and Porter Breswell. Ryan Williams and Porter Breswell are the co-founders of Jupwell, a diversity hiring startup that helps companies connect with and recruit underrepresented ethnic minority candidates for jobs and internships. In 2017, Jopwa was named one of Fast Company's most innovative companies in the enterprise category and one of Entrepreneur's 100 Most Brilliant Companies. The pair were also featured on Fast Company's 2017 list of 100 Most Creative People in Business and INC's magazine's 30 Under 30 list in 2016, which highlighted creative minds and rising entrepreneurs across industries. Next on the list is Tristan Walker. Tristan Walker founded and serves as CEO of Walker & Company Brands INC. And African-American health and beauty products company. His company brand includes shaving line for black men and women's hair care collection designed for all hair textures launched in 2017. In 2014, Walker founded the nonprofit organization Code 2040 to promote diversity in the technology industry. Walker was named the USA Today Person of the Year in 2014. Next on the list is Jessica Matthews. Jessica Matthews is founder and CEO of Uncharted Power which specializes in harnessing energy from motion to create ecosystems of renewable power for communities. Jessica Matthews founded her company at the age of 22, and in 2016, she raised the largest Series A ever raised by a black female founder and was selected to ring the NASDAQ opening bell, representing all Forbes 30 under 30 honorees. Mrs. Matthews' research focuses on the intersection of disruptive energy, renewable energy, human behavior, and human psychology of self-actualization. Mrs. Matthews also has a degree in psychology and economics from Harvard University and an MBA from Harvard Business School. And in addition, she's listed on more than 10 patents and patents pended. The next on the list is Janice Bryant Howroyd. Janice Bryant Howroyd leads the largest woman minority owned workforce management company founded in the US Act One Group. This global enterprise provides employment, workforce management, and procurement solutions to a wide range of industries from Fortune 500 companies, local and mid market companies, to government agencies. Janice's passion for education, mentorship, and self-empowerment initiatives have earned her many professional and philanthropic recognitions, among those being selected by former President Barack Obama to serve as a White House appointee. She currently serves on the Executive Committee of the Los Angeles Economic Development Corporation and the Women's Leadership Board at Kennedy School of Government, Harvard University. The next on the list is Anne-Marie Campbell. Anne-Marie Campbell began her career with the Home Depot in 1985 as a cashier in South Florida, and today she is the Executive Vice President U.S. Stores. In this role, she leads the company's three U.S. operating divisions comprised of nearly 2,000 U.S. stores and the bulk of the company's nearly 400,000 associates. Her impact is widely recognized with Fortune magazine, listing her among its top 50 powerful women in business four consecutive years, and most recently as number 16 in the magazine. 2018 rankings. DoSomething.org named Anna Marie as one of its 2018 Inspirational 25, a group of leaders who are shattering expectations and challenging the status quo in a tireless pursuit of a better world. Next on the list is Gregory Adams. 
Gregory Adams is the current chairman and CEO of Integrated Managed Care Consortium Kaiser Permanente. Gregory Adams is a nationally recognized leader and a champion of healthcare transformation, improving access, and pushing for better health outcomes. He has 30 years of leadership experience as a senior healthcare executive, and prior to this role, he served as executive vice president and group president with responsibility for health plan and hospital operations in all eight Kaiser Permanente regions, serving more than 12 million members. Next on the list is Melody Hobson. Melody Hobson is the co-CEO and president of Aerial Investments, an investment company based in Chicago. In addition to her role at Aerial, she is a nationally recognized voice on financial literacy. She has conducted extensive research on minority investing patterns, is an advocate for financial literacy and investor education, a TED speaker, and currently serves as vice chair of the board of Starbucks Corporation. She is also the director of JP Morgan Chase, and a director of the short video platform, Quibi. Hobson is also chairman of After School Matters, a Chicago nonprofit that provides area teens with high-quality after-school and summer programs and vice chair of Ward Business Chicago. In 2015, Time Magazine named her one of the 100 most influential people in the world. Next on the list is Kenneth C. Frazier. Kenneth C. Frazier is a chairman of the board, president, and CEO of Merck & Co. Incorporated. Frazier joined Merck in 1992 as Vice President, General Counsel, and Secretary of the Astra Merck Group and has held several senior management roles during his tenure with the company, including Vice President of Public Affairs, Assistant General Counsel, Corporate Staff, Senior Vice President, and General Counsel, and Executive Vice President and President Global Human Health. Mr. Fraser has also led the formation of philanthropic and other initiatives that build on Merck's 125-year-plus legacy. The next on this list is Alicia Garza. Alicia Garza is a co-founder of the Black Lives Matter movement. She is an Oakland-based organizer, writer, public speaker, and freedom dreamer who is currently the Special Projects Director for the National Domestic Workers Alliance, the nation's leading voice for dignity and fairness for the millions of domestic workers in the United States. As a queer black woman, Garza's leadership and work challenged the misconception that only six-gendered black men encounter police and state violence. Next on the list is Wes Moore. Westmore is the CEO of Robin Hood, one of the largest anti-poverty forces in the nation. He's a bestseller author, a combat veteran, and a social entrepreneur. Before becoming CEO at Robin Hood, West was the founder and CEO of Bridge Ed U, an innovative tech platform addressing college completion and job placement crisis. West earned a master's in literature and international relations from Oxford University as a Rhodes Scholar in 2004. He served as a captain and paratrooper with the U.S. Army's 82nd airborne, including a combat deployment to Afghanistan. He later served as a White House fellow to Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. Next on the list is Carla Hayden. Carla Hayden is a current librarian of Congress and the first African-American and first woman to lead the National Library. She was sworn in as the 14th Librarian of Congress on September 14, 2016. Hayden was nominated to the position by President Barack Obama on February 24, 2016. Since 1993, she has served as CEO of Enoch Pratt's Free Library in Baltimore, Maryland. Prior to joining the Pratt Library, Hayden was Deputy Commissioner and Chief Librarian of Chicago Public Library from 1991 to 1993. She was the Assistant Professor for Library and Information Science at the University of Pittsburgh from 1987 to 1991. 
Hayden was president of the American Library Association from 2003 to 2004. In 1995, she was the first African-American to receive Library Journal's Librarian of the Year Award in recognition of her outreach services at the Pratt Library, which included an after-school center for Baltimore teens offering homework assistance and college and career counseling. Last but not the least on this list is Joanne Jenkins. Joanne Jenkins leads the world's largest nonprofit, nonpartisan membership organization, harnessing the power and passion of almost 2,000 staff members, 60,000 volunteers, and numerous strategic partners. Since joining the organization in 2010 and heading it since 2014, she has transformed AARP into a leader in social change dedicated to empowering people to choose how they live and age. Ms. Jenkins was named Named to the 2018 IDG Global 100 Innovators list, which highlights CEOs, filmmakers, and other global trailblazers who are changing the world through innovation, empowerment, and leadership. This is all I have for this list today. Like I said, there are so many different, beautiful, hardworking black men and women all across the nation and all across the world who have been fighting endlessly and tirelessly to change the status quo. They have not given into white supremacy. They have not succumbed to the stereotypes that white supremacy imposes on black people. They have continued to persevere. But these are just the list that I have right now. I could keep going on, but I don't want this podcast episode to be too long. I'm going to attach some links down below for anybody who wants to read about these people that I mentioned. Again, all this information is from Diversity Best Practices. I'll also attach additional links to other articles so you can read about black men and women in history and also today who are doing big things, who have done big things and are doing big things all across America and also outside of America. Black men and women who are well-educated, they're reputable, highly respected, highly intelligent, who don't conform to the status quo and who definitely do not conform to the stereotypes that have been imposed on black people for centuries this is the end of today's episode thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoyed my energy if you enjoyed my passion please make sure to download subscribe share with your friends and family and of course if you're new to my youtube channel also please make sure to subscribe hit that bell notification so that anytime i upload a video you'll be the very first to be notified and please make sure to comment down below with your thoughts and if you have anything to offer if you have anything else to suggest please make sure to also email me at letstalkwithuche at gmail.com my Instagram and Facebook are Let's Talk with Uche, and my website is www.letstalkaboutus.org. Thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time. <laughs>